Well, we're going to dig in into some more real life things tonight, and uh, we want to look tonight concerning the will of God. Hey, did I tell you Pastor Scott's 40 years old? Did I tell you that one already? Okay, I just wanted to let you know that. We just got back from Minnesota, so I, I saw they got your office. I don't know if you saw that yet, but the, anyway, he's my neighbor too, so I got to go do something to his house. But uh, the will of God. One of the uh, most common questions, honestly, and you get one-on-one with a, with a person and they're, they're trying to make a decision, they're you know, following course of life, is how do I find the will of God? How do I know the will of God? How do I find the will of God? And that's one of the most common uh, questions and desires of people. Is that yours Amen. tonight as well? On the other hand, one of the most common problems that we see in ministry and, and in lives is people missing the will of God and not finding the will of God. And here's the really sad one, not seeking the will of God. And so we're going to look at some things tonight that I think are really going to uh, project us uh, into the will of God. And there are a number of ways to find the will of God. The, the Bible is, is one way. You have general revelation. You have scriptural revelation that God would reveal, you know, I, I love this, that he wrote some things down. Amen. Yeah, yesterday I was at the doctor and he said, now make sure you do this and don't do that and do this. And, and I'm like, are you going to write all that down? <laughs> you know, so that you don't later forget or whatever. And I'm so glad that God wrote down so much for us. I said, I'm so glad that God wrote down so much for us. And uh, just bookmark real quick there. We're going to be taking some time this year, every, every month, at least one Wednesday a month, and we're going to talk about issues of doctrine, uh, some systematic theology, so we'll know how did, how did we get the Bible? What about angels? What about heaven? What about demons? What about salvation? What, what about Christ? There's, there's so many things, because uh, Scripture tells us we must be established in the doctrine, so I need to make sure that we know what we believe, so that you're not like trying to get your guidance from the horoscope or Seriously, you know, and we really don't need to be cruising around, you know, at church and saying, oh, I'm a Gemini. (laughs) What's that, a rocket? I don't know, you know. So, um, but we need to get really clear on what the Bible says and what it is that that we believe that God has laid out for us. So that's another thing. But the Bible is the revealed will of God, either directly or by principle. And then you can find the will of God through prayer. You can ask God if any man lacks wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. Y'all here? Uh, Wisdom's the principal thing. So if you lack wisdom, you can ask God and he'll give it to you liberally. So I think you can ask him about the will of God. Uh, The Holy Spirit, who uh, is the spirit of truth, who knows the mind of the Father, he can lead us into all truth. He can lead us into the will of God. I believe that godly counsel helps us. Uh, You know, you need to find somebody who looks like... um, you know, not just say that they know God, but you can kind of follow their life a little bit and see that, you know what, I, I think God is really in their life. And, and then people puts people in your life as well. And you need to get godly counsel that'll help you. And there's numerous ways, but the will of God is it, that should be your target. And if you're trying to decide about getting married or moving or a, a job or buying something or this or that, you know what you need? You need to not just do it. You need to find out the will of God. And the will of God a lot of times involves the timing as well. It has to do with something called velocity. It's timing and direction. 
And you've got to get both timing and direction. You know, when you leave here tonight, we have traffic lights, you know, at different places. And you might know your direction, but you better pay attention to timing also because there's other people who know their direction. So, you know, timing is a very important thing as well as direction. Uh, very critical. Let's read a couple of verses here. Romans chapter 1, verse 10. I'm excited about the message tonight. Paul said, making request if by some means, watch, watch the wording carefully. Now at last, I, I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. Everybody say, find a way. Now say, in the will of God. And what we have to do is, how many of you know that sometimes we can find a way, but it wasn't the will of God? Okay, now I'm not going to bring up anything with any of y'all, but that's why some of y'all have a lot of debt. Because you wanted something and you wanted it now. I'll find a way to get it. How about find a way in the will of God? I'm going to let that one just soak just a little bit. We've got to find a way in the will of God. You can. There's so many other ways to make some things happen. But you know what? You're going to end up outside the will of God or you're going to violate the timing of God. And sometimes we push ahead and it's just not time for something. Find a way in the will of God. We've got to discover the will of God. Romans 12, 2 in the New Living Translation says, and I love the way this is worded here. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. I want you to read that with me. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. I want you to read it one more time. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Okay. And I've got a series coming up in about two weeks on Sunday on called home. And this world is not our, our home. We're ambassadors. We're aliens here. And you do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. Now it doesn't mean you're a weirdo and that you try to be freaky and different. Okay. It, it means a lot more than that. Let's follow on. Don't Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. Then, then you will learn to know God's will for you. What is good and pleasing and perfect. So if we copy the customs and behaviors of the world, and just pointing to scripture here, you're not going to be able to find the will of God. You're going to have to really monitor how you are thinking and renewing your mind to the word of God. Colossians 4.12, Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect and asking God to make you fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. And, and we want the whole will of God. I said the whole will of God. The will of God might be for you to be married, but you also want to marry the right person. So get the whole will. Are, are you all with me? And, and, and a million other examples of this. Now, when what the will of God really, how it manifests in our life is in, and you've heard me say this before, it manifests in our decisions and our directions. Our decisions and our directions. Now, for you to have right decisions and directions that won't happen apart from a commitment and a life properly uh, focused and intentional about finding God's will. Um, when you have 
wrong, uh, when you're making wrong decisions and going in wrong directions, that's counter to the will of God. And you've heard me say this. I'm going to see if you can fill in the blank. When you are going in wrong directions and making wrong decisions, you will incur what? Damage. Damage. You will because it's counter to the will of God. But when you are purposeful, intentional, and focusing on finding the will of God and trying to live congruent with the will of God, there's reward. There's blessing. Let me say this in every sense of the word. It pays to be in the will of God. I said it pays to be in the will of God. When you're outside of the will of God, you're, it, it's, we used the, the term earlier during the offering teaching about an umbrella, a covering. And you need to, if it's raining, you want to be under there. And it's a matter of you moving to get under it. Are you with me? It's a matter of you aligning yourself, positioning yourself uh, to get under the umbrella of of God's will uh, for our purposes here. In Hebrews 10.36, it says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And also has to do with the idea of reward. So when you're congruent with the will of God, there's reward in that. There's blessing in that. Uh, there's manifestation of his promises in your life. The Greek word here, and you don't have to remember this, thelema. Um, and I was bothering Alicia today because I have a, 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 one of my Bible softwares that will pronounce Greek and Hebrew words for you. And so she's, she was writing a blog and she's sitting there and I would just click the little thing to, and they go, thelema. And she'd just look over at me and I'd go, Thalema. And she goes, what? And an hour later I go, Thalema, you know. Okay, but now you know the word. Thalema is, is the Greek word for will. It's used here concerning the will of God. And it means this. It means what is will, that's obvious. But it's what God wants to be done by us. And it's what God desires for us. So the will of God includes what he wants us to do, and it's what he wants for us. But the will of God really plays out in this way. He wants us to do this so that. And, and that's what the will of God is about, is there's certain things he wants you to do or not do so that. He has a desire for you. He has a purpose for you. So there's certain things that he wants you to do so that. Now, God is, a, God is a God of integrity. He cannot violate his word. He cannot violate his principles. So listen to me. Look at me. There's some things that you, if you participate in outside of the will of God, he cannot bless you. You can actually get yourself into a place where he can't protect you. You say, I thought God could do anything. He can do anything but lie. He can do anything but lie. And he cannot violate his word. In his mercy... He can do anything. But we need to live according to his word and not just all the time say, you know, I'm going to rob this bank and do that and expect God to bless me and protect me. You, you can't do that. You're going to have, you can't treat people bad and keep sowing bad seed and expect everybody's going to be nice to you. You can't dig a pit for other people to fall into and, and think that you won't end up in the pit. Scripture repeatedly tells us, you dig a pit for somebody else. And y'all listen to me. There's something on this right now. You try to mess somebody else up, don't even do that. Don't even try to avenge somebody, mess somebody. Don't 
don't do it. Don't do it because the Bible says you try to roll a stone over on somebody, it's going to roll back on you. You try to dig a pit for somebody, you're going to end up in the pit. It is best to forgive people, let people go, commit them over to God. This is for somebody tonight because I hadn't planned on this, okay? Let, let, let that go. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God to take care of you. He can take care of you. All right? So you can't, you can't take those kind of things in your hands because that's, your hands aren't big enough, strong enough to handle those things. And then you, you end up outside the, the will of God. God to take care of stuff. He'll take care of people. But you have to make sure that you are endeavoring to do this so that. And, there, and there's some blessings. There's some, the, the benefit and reward of, of many of the promises cannot come to you. God would violate his integrity if, if he let that come to you. It's after that you've done the will of God that you receive the reward, the promise. Are you with me? Okay, let's move on here. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16 through 18. And it says this, rejoice always. Everybody say rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Say that. In everything, give thanks. For this is the what? It's the what? I want to make sure you got it. It's the what? It's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That word for there in the Greek means concerning you. It's about you. So rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for or concerning you. So let's, let's uh, get this together here. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. So I want you to get these because you, you, you have to carry these out of here. You have to remember these. You can write them down, but write them down on your hand or something, okay, so that you, you got it with you. Everybody say rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Okay, one more time. And listen, listen, I'm teaching, okay? And the purpose of teaching is so that you understand and so that you can take it. Because understanding is the handle on truth. I can just give you truth, but if you don't understand it, you don't have a handle on it and you can't carry it with you. You can't apply it. So we have to have this. You have to get this tonight. So I'm not giving a speech. I'm not giving a sermon. I'm teaching tonight. We have to get a hold of this. Everybody say rejoice always. Okay, we're going to do it one more time. Rejoice. Do you know what these are? It's the will of God. It's the will of God. Now follow this. Follow this. For this is, the end of verse 18, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This, that you rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. This is the will of God. Now, in uh, one of the Greek reference books that I, that I can work out of, it says this, and I'm just going to quote this. The parallel imperatival form of all three of these indicates an equal stress on each one. The Greek structure, the Greek structure includes all three as the will of God. So when it says, for this 
is the will of God. There's equal stress the way it's structured in the Greek. There's equal stress on each of these imperatives here. That this is all inclusive, including these three things. So we know this much. Follow me. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. That you rejoice always, that you pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Now, is this all the will of God? No. This is not all the will of God, but this is the will of God. These are essentials. These are core, let me put it this way, behaviors. These have to be in your life if you're going to be in the will of God. I'll say it again. Listen to me. These have to be in your life if you're going to be in the will of God. And so it's not all the will of God, but these are core essentials to the will of God and they have to be in our life. Listen to me. When these are present, when these are present in your life, you're committed to these. These are behaviors that are ongoing. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. These are constant endeavors and focus for you that I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to pray. I'm going to give thanks. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. And we'll break them down in just a little bit. But when these are present, follow me. When these things are present and these are the what? The will of, will of God. When those things are present in your life, you are most likely to also be doing other things that are the will of God. But let me flip the coin for you. When these are lacking, when these are missing in your life, you most likely are missing the will of God in a whole lot of other areas as well. Because guess what? When you're not rejoicing, you got a tood. When you're not praying, you're stressed. You know what prayer is? It's a transfer of stress. And when you're not giving thanks, you're being ungrateful. And ingratitude is the last step before rebellion And you read in Romans 1 about the the slippery slope, the digression that follows not being thankful. There's 32 behaviors that it it lists there, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And and it's happening in our culture. And I'll tell you why. It's because people know God as God, but they don't glorify him as God, nor give him thanks. And so their foolish minds get darkened, and they think they're wise. But the scripture said, but they become fools. And now their digression starts. And they get, we're really smart. We're really smart. And if you don't get smart as a believer, you're going to say, well, they're going to tell you, well, what's wrong with this? And what's wrong with this? And what's wrong with this? And God gives them over in his grace and mercy, actually. Gives them over to destruction. How did all that happen? Because you weren't thankful. Which way you want to go with your life? You know, do, do we want to go down? Or we want to go down? you got to find the will of God. Now, I'm going to go over this again. This is the will of God. This is not all the will of God, but these are the essentials. These are core behaviors that must be found. Hear me, believers. These core behaviors must be found in your life or you're going to miss the will of God. Because when they're present, I promise you, you're most likely to find and do the will of God in other areas of your life. When they're missing, you're a mess. Hello? Give me an amen on you're a mess. All right. All right. Good deal. 
Now, let me, let me uh, diagram this a little bit because I've got to make a point of this and then we'll break these down a little bit for you. Let's say that this is the will of God. And I believe the will of God, you know, every good chart, how many of you know this? Every good chart goes up and to the right. Okay. So this is the will of God for you. And follow this here. Let's say that this is rejoice always. And this is, help me, pray without ceasing. And this is, and everything give thanks. And there's other things. There's other things. And these, well, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, if I miss these, this, this trajectory here, this line here is the will of God. And if I miss this one, rejoice always, I'm already missing the will of God. And then if I miss praying, and then if I miss giving thanks, I'm most likely going to miss some other things that are common. Now listen, there are individual things about the will of God, but these are the common standard core essentials for every believer. If you're going to be in the will of God, you've got to have these things going on in your life. And so what happens then is you end up somewhere else. And whichever, whichever way you go, um, it's probably gonna, not going to track real close here. Because once you're off by degree over time and distance, you're off exponentially. Did you hear that? If you're off by degree over time and distance, you're going to be off exponentially. You know, and it, we're not even going to find you on the radar. So what do we do? We do the will of God. I'm going to rejoice always. We're going to find out what that is in a moment. We're going to pray without ceasing. We're going to, in everything, give thanks. And on and on. We're going to, we're in, we're going to endeavor to find and do the will of God. Endeavor to find and do the will of God. And as we do that, here's what's going to happen. Now get this principle, okay? This is huge for us tonight. God tends to take us often takes us, um, I can't say totally exclusively, but for the most part, God tends to take us, follow this, from the known to the unknown. Okay? He will take us. I I watch it happen in my life. I I watch it happen in people's lives. We see it in Scripture. God will take you from the known to the unknown. So guess what? I don't know the will of God for this situation. I don't know the will of God about such and such. But what I do know, I do know to rejoice always. I do know to pray without ceasing. I do know that in everything I'm going to give thanks. And there are many other things in the word of God that we do know that are common, that are uniform, that all believers should follow because they're the will of God. And I know this. God will take you from the known to the unknown. And if you don't do the known, you're going to end up in the unknown. Okay. You're going to end up, you know, some squirrely place instead of falling all the way through. So God takes us from the known to the unknown. And so do the known will of God. And there are other passages, but this passage is just a hot spot right there in scripture. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. And let, let's say it again. We're going to rejoice pray and in everything. All right. Now 
Let's look uh, in verse 16 here. Are you with me? It says, rejoice always. And I'm, I'm just going to go through these, these three. And let me get them back here so we can keep them in front of us. Rejoice always. This is not um, some kind of sugar-coated, put-on-a-happy-face Christianity. This is not some hyper kind of whatever. Uh, it actually means in the Greek, glad, calmly happy, and cheerful. Glad, calmly happy, and cheerful. In, uh, in Terry, I'm switch, switching the order here just a minute. In, uh, in the Amplified Bible for that verse, it says, Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. I love that. Glad-hearted. Glad-hearted. I think that believers need to give up the right to defend their right to pout. I think if aliens came onto this planet and they were told to find some believers, it should be easy. I'm serious. It should be easy to find believers. They're not all wild-eyed. They're calmly happy. That's just one of the attributes. I mean, there's a million we could go into, but I've got, I've got to keep going. It should be people that rejoice always. Uh, St. Augustine said that believers should be a hallelujah from head to toe. There should be some joy in our life. And by joy, you know, sometimes we, we misread that and we think that joy and rejoicing is we got to be hyper. You have moments that you win the prices, right? But you can't live that way. Remember that what goes up? And so rather than live... It's what a lot of believers do. I'd rather just kind of... Are y'all with me? That's the soundtrack of our life. Y'all with me? My wife's just shaking her head at me. She lives with this. The message Bible says, be cheerful no matter what. Listen to me. Joy is associated with confidence. In Philippians 4.4, Paul said this, rejoice in the Lord. So it's something that he knows. Joy is not baseless. Joy is always associated with confidence, is with knowing. Look at this in in James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. My brethren, say that's me, sister and brethren. Count it all joy when everything is just perfect. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What's the next word? Go ahead there. Knowing. Knowing. Listen to me. Joy is always associated with confidence, with knowing. Even though you may have trials and troubles, you can count it all joy because of what you know. See, joy is, joy is not really about what you're experiencing. It's about what you're expressing. And what you're expressing is, I have confidence in the Lord. 
It's what I know about God and his faithfulness. That's what, how you can rejoice always. Now, let me just go ahead and say this. If you miss it here, if you miss it here, we're talking about the will of God. If you miss it there, attitudes, words, emotions, decisions, and directions will be off. And you're going to miss the will of God in some other areas as well. Let's move on. Pray without ceasing. The New Living Translation says, never stop praying. How many of you know we can't do that? No, come on, be real with me. How many of you know, I, I mean, I don't care where you work or what you do. I, I, you can't pray all this. I got to talk to these people. I got to do this. I got to sleep. I got to do this. How many of you know that in, in part of our understanding, that I can't pray all the time. Well, maybe the Wednesday night crew can, but I can't. But it's not really saying just constant, constant, constant prayer. It's pray without ceasing, never stop praying. It means this, to be devoted to frequent and regular prayer. It's saying never be disconnected from prayer. Never be prayerless. And it denotes this. It denotes, it denotes praying for things as they arise. You should have set and regular times of prayer. I think when you, first and final 15. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. This happened Saturday night. I woke up uh, last two Saturday nights. I woke up, it's like two in the morning. I'm wide awake. You know, and, and I've learned then, after I make sure everything's okay, it's just like, am I supposed to pray? And sometimes God will call upon you to pray. And, he, and he'll never, he's never a debtor. I can't pray, God. I'll, I'll be tired. How I many you know he can help you with, with that? Just clearing that one up. But you should have set and regular times of prayer. First and final 15, when you start your day, you should spend some time. I think you should set apart some time, several times a week, to just set aside some time that you're just going to pray. You're going to take some time to, I'm going to pray about this, and I'm going to pray this, and I'm praying for them, and I know so-and-so's having surgery, and this couple's really going through a, a hard time. And, and, and take some time to pray. Sit down with some prayer requests of your friends and different things. We're establishing a, 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 a way to connect you with some prayer scriptures and prayer points, prayer targets. Uh, that'll be coming in future, future weeks so that we can all be praying on things together. But you know what? Then things arise in your life. And you need to be ready. It's like, well, I can't pray about that now. I have to wait till Tuesday. I'm scheduled Tuesday to pray. No, you need, you need to never be prayerless. You need to always be ready. I, I've used this illustration before. You know, the little Bluetooth. Uh, anybody got one on or got one with you? The little, little earpiece thing, phone you can talk into. Do you all know what technology is? Yeah, anybody? People are looking at me like, what? Uh, anyway, never be prayerless. And this is beyond just your set times of prayer. This is as things arise, as things arise in your life, pray. How many, how many of you know that a lot of places you can, you can take a bathroom break or a smoke break? I recommend prayer break. You know, and somebody, I, I, I got to have a smoke break. <laughs> well, you should act the same way. I got to have a prayer break. <laughs> and they'll let you. If you miss it here, attitudes, 
actions, emotions, behaviors, decisions, directions are going to be off. And you're going to miss the will of God in some other areas as well. Let's go to one other one. In everything, do what? Give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In. Actually implies during. It also carries the idea of despite everything. Give thanks. How many of you know if you had just the cruddiest week in the world, you're still going to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. God loves you and nothing can get in between that. Are are you all with me? And storms don't last forever. I mean, even cruddiest week you could imagine and, and, and ride out, you still have things to give thanks to God for. This scripture is not saying for everything. It's saying in everything, give thanks. During everything, despite everything, give thanks. Gordon Fee, theologian, commentary writer says this. It is neither reasonable nor biblical piety to imagine that God wishes his children to be thankful for all things that befall them, good or ill. Rather, a thankful heart should simply be a way of life for those whom God has redeemed through Christ. You always have something to thank Thank God for. Maintain a heart. Maintain the practice of gratitude. Maintain the practice of gratitude. Because listen to me, if you miss it, then your attitude, your behaviors, your emotions, your decisions, your directions are going to be off too. And you're going to end up off in some other areas as well. These are to be ongoing in our life. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything. During everything, give thanks. You should have a constant focus. You should have a bend about yourself that that's what you give yourself to. Ask God to help you and and, and make a commitment to this. Holy Spirit, help me. Remind me that I'm going to rejoice always. I'm going to pray without ceasing. I forgot. (laughs) Pray. I, this, I, I just, I'm, it's not myself. You know. um, pray without ceasing. And in or during everything, give thanks. Because listen, this is the will of God concerning you. It's not all the will of God, but that's the will of God. And he will take me from the known to the unknown. Commit yourself to the will of God. And walk in these things. Listen, if they're present in your life, listen to this. If these are present in your life, that you rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. When you're doing that, you're on track with the will of God. God will take you from the known. You're doing the known. He'll take you into the unknown. You'll recognize what to do, when to do it, how to do it, when to hold up. That's part of the will of God too. It's like, hold, hold up. I'm trying to determine the will of God about a number of things right now. I, I got a potential trip later next week, and I just, you know, I threw it out to the Lord. It, it's a good, good, good thing. I've wanted to do it for a long time, but I got to make sure it's time, the timing. It's timing and direction. There have been trips that I've had planned, and, and I woke up day of on trips before. Got flights booked, cars rented, everything else to go, and woke up and knew, no. No explanation. And don't be weird about this. You you have to know that you've been traveling the will of God. So that you're not just thrown around by emotion or or whatever else. And then realize, no, can't go. 
Just can't go. And I don't know if it was for protection. I don't know what, but I trust him enough. And if you'll follow him in these small known things, he'll take you from the known to the unknown. And when these things are missing in your life, you're going to miss it in a whole lot of other areas. God wants you to know his will more than you want to know his will. And he'll lead you and show you what to do so that you can live in the fullness of what God purposes for you. Amen. Do you get anything at all out of this tonight?